Uh, dairy farmers won't be enjoying those power outages in Northland much, Sally. No, they're not. Some are borrowing neighbours' milking sheds and others are scrambling to find generators. We even heard of one farmer who was considering milking some of his 100 cows by hand. Thousands of properties in Northland remain without power, with some outages expected to last several days. Cows can go a day or two without milking, but then they begin to dry off or animal health issues start to appear. Sarah Spate from Dairy NZ says she's hoping dairy farms will be amongst the customers that line companies prioritise for getting back online as several days without power would be tough yeah it's 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 going to be a real challenge uh not everybody has access to a generator no and there are farmers looking at walking cows considerable distance to get access to sheds it's really just a, a wait and see game at this stage but as I say, really hoping that the power companies can connect these guys up so that we can minimise the impact. Sarah Spate says with the severe weather still unfolding, they're expecting other issues to pop up for farmers in affected areas. And uh, you've been talking to a farming couple in Tolaga Bay, which is a pretty rough place to be right now. Yes, Mike and Bridget Parker's farm has copped more than a million dollars worth of flood damage over the last few years, and now they're waiting for Cyclone Gabrielle to smash through and do more damage. Late last night, the nearby river was was running well over and had begun to flood their farm. Mike Parker says the severity of the flooding is because of forestry logging waste, which comes down from the hillsides. The slash clogs streams, creating dams, which then burst. He says following Cyclone Hail in last month, sediment 10 metres 10 centimetres deep now coats their kiwifruit orchard. It smothered the grass, so with no feed, they've had to sell their cattle at bargain prices. Mr Parker says they've done nothing in the past month but clean up. He says no one listens, and now the cycle is repeating. The bridges are operating as flash catchers again, so they're doing a good job. So we're just waiting for it all to come pouring out unless a miracle stops the cyclone. Yeah, I think the whole district's... Um, absolutely sick of it and um, we've had tradies coming in and tidying up the flooded rooms in the back of the house and I think even those guys they've been very sympathetic and they're sick of doing these repeat jobs as well and you know when's it going to stop and we're not getting any action from the council they've become um, very um, I suppose faithless and there's a lot of us that are going to want a lot of compensation to get us back on our feet or there's going to be some pretty big casualties and you know it's just up the wild west out there and we're just stuck in the middle and um, we're getting very very sick of it. Bridget Parker says they want the forestry industry, local council and central government to provide better support. She says it'd be great if they could get a forestry debris and log forecast similar to a weather forecast. We all know they're up there, we've all droned them, so we know how much shit's up there that's still got to come down. And forestry know that, GDC know that, the government know that. Yet here we are sitting down here not feeling safe, feeling really unhappy and pissed off and it's not fair, and they've got no answers, and they're not prepared to front up financially. There's plenty of money to send overseas, and that's good. We know those people need it, and there's plenty of money to try and fight carbon change. What about protecting homes and people and businesses and getting people back on their feet? That's Bridget Parker. Meanwhile, forestry contractors had been working to clear potential impact sites ahead of the arrival of the cyclone, but the Eastland Wood Council stood them down yesterday afternoon due to the worsening weather.